Welcome back to The Graveyard Shift, everyone. I'm Nathan Rouse. And I'm James Pugh. And today we're joined by a woman who's devoted the last two years to promoting apprenticeships across Shropshire in a bid to tackle the skills shortage many businesses have been facing. And actually, as we were talking earlier, not just the last couple of years, this has been a, this has been a lifelong campaign, really. Uh, welcome to Amanda Carpenter of SBC Training. Hello. Amanda, we were just touching on about sort of the Lloyd's TSB sort of apprentices. Apprentices has been your life, I guess, apprenticeships. Yep, I, I've been in training right from the age of 18 in the sector of training, but predominantly apprenticeships for the last 12 years, working for um, a couple of Shropshire providers and providing apprenticeships throughout the Shropshire area. Right, okay. And um, we were talking about this earlier, sort of wondering whether the same stereotypes are still attached to apprenticeships as they always were. Um you know, are they apprentices? Do they do the jobs that other people don't want to do? Maybe they're only for individuals who don't have that kind of ability to get into uni. Are they just for teenagers? Is the pay rubbish? Is this fair or has the landscape kind of changed a little Completely bit? Completely changed. Has it? Absolutely the opposite of what you just wow. um, you just said. Um, apprenticeships are becoming more and more popular for both employers as a way of building their skills and um, training young people within their own business and help mould and develop those people. And they see them as as great um, opportunities of bringing fresh blood into the business, really. Yeah. And from a young person's point of view, not everybody wants to go to university. Not everybody wants to remain within the conventional learning and training yeah. sector. And apprenticeships are perfect. They don't have a massive debt by going to university. They can start a career in a sector that interests them. Um, some of them are 12-month apprenticeships, so it might be just a bit of a taster to start with okay. to get into a sector and learn something generic, a kind of a business um, apprenticeship or a customer service apprenticeship, just to get their feet in the door and just understand a little bit about business and what maybe their interests may be, and then they can specialise within that. But there is everything from starting apprenticeships at level two right through to degree levels. So what I am finding is more and more employers are... Um, investing in that young person right to the point of taking them through their degree and paying for their degree and that person's coming out, their friends are just coming out with university with 50,000 yeah, pounds and they are <laughs> driving a lovely car and yeah, and have a degree. Are these the people that then will do that job for, you know, for how long do people last? Is it a sort of a two to three year job? Is it a five to ten? What's the data? Is there a suggestion that people, you kind of, I'd assume that if you get embedded at 16 or 18 in a business, you get well remunerated. Um, there's a pathway to development. Maybe those things mean you'll last longer, but is that is that the case? It, it is true. What you do find is um, quite often somebody being taken on as an apprentice is actually more loyal to the employer because that employer is invested in them. And so they build a much stronger and closer relationship and retention is much, much better. At the end of apprenticeships, way more than 90, 92%, 93% of apprentices remain in with the employer. Absolutely. God, so, that's a great um, stat. And then go on to further qualifications. So, yeah. um, I mean, just as an example, uh, for one sector, you know, working with solicitors, they may take somebody on as a business administrator. Um, that then, um, they find their niche within that, that industry. Okay. Do they want to be a solicitor? Do they want to work more on the secretarial side? Maybe they like accounts and decided they like the money side of things. Um, so there are apprentices that I've placed five or six years ago who are now qualified solicitors. 
because really? they've done the solicitor apprenticeship. Gosh, I never would have assumed that that was the that was the you know the process really. And yeah. I guess that was the ladder for Shropshire. You know, sort of. I guess the the, the badge is that it is a, a ladder. It's not just onto rung one. Right. So, um, so I worked for SBC Training, yep. and the ladder for Shropshire was a funded initiative with the clearinghouse of um, SBC Training. And so, for two years, um, I was promoting apprenticeships with employers. What happened after the pandemic was a concern that we'd lose a, a, the young generation. Mm-hmm. Were they were the employers? You know, we didn't really know what was going to be happening with recruitment. You know what really we didn't know what was going to happen with the pandemic so employees obviously frightened about taking on new people and um and what might have happened if apprenticeship opportunities hadn't become available what happened to those young people so um the role of the ladder for shopshire was about promoting the benefits of apprenticeships with employers for them to continue to create opportunities and what i did find is they absolutely wanted to continue to invest. And, and throughout that time, along with the support of, of the media, local media and um, and the sponsors yeah. we had um, alongside the Ladder for Shropshire, we were able to promote this. And I was sort of over the two years, spoke with over 300 employers wow. um, and helped create lots of apprenticeship oh, opportunities. I mean, fantastic kind of initiative, really. I know, James, you were, you were heavily involved in that. Yeah. Yeah, well, if we can come back to the Ladder of Shropshire, yeah. a bit more detail in a bit. Yeah. But I um, just wanted to sort of ask you, obviously, apprenticeships uh, have never been more topical. Uh, even today, a story in The Times, you might not have seen it, but it said that apprenticeships are more uh, elitist than degrees. What's your take on that? And do you think people have finally woken up to their importance? Yes, they are slowly waking up to their mm. importance. There is definitely still a stigma out there, right from school teachers, careers advisors, and I know there's a lot of work happening within schools to try and promote apprenticeships to them directly to encourage young people to. Um, but yes, um, employers, are, employers are seeing the significance of, of the value of apprenticeships and the type of people who are coming out with A's at A-levels who are actually wanting to start their career path at 18 and not go to university. Yeah, yeah. We had Tim Firth, actually, in the headmaster of Brecon College in, and um, he was in last week, and he was just as vocal about the success of a student getting a, an apprenticeship with PwC as he is about a student going to Cambridge or Oxford or, you know, one of the Russell Group universities. Good. So, I mean, it, yeah. and, uh, but he's quite rare. And I remember us saying to him, that's quite a departure really for an independent school head to say this and he was like horses for courses you've yeah. got to have the right horse for the right course and I guess that's where the apprentices come in but but how do they know that if they're not getting that direction from school is this because you know we've all had probably hilarious experiences of school careers advisors I remember I said I wanted to be a journalist from very early on 14 or 15 but at sort of 12 13 I was I wanted to be a vet and um I remember chatting to our careers advisor and I said, I'm really keen to be a vet. And he's like, I don't think so. And that was it. It wasn't a, look, hold on a second, Nathan. Um, you're going to have to do this or you're going to have to do that. There wasn't any of that. It was just, I don't think so. <laughs> and then moved on. I mean, it was hilarious. Yeah. But that's and, changed, and, I hope. I mean. Well, slowly. Yeah. Not completely. There's still a lot of work to be done. And there is still a stigma behind apprenticeships. And however, you know, for the last two years, I've been, banging the drum and we've banging all been banging them. the drum yeah, yeah. and you know about how how important they are and for, for an example of 
of yours just it's you know why not look at the apprenticeship route what what could you do within a sector like that where you wanted to work with animals why not have a look at apprenticeships where maybe you could start and work in a in a vets as a junior yeah. level yeah. understand the sector yeah. a little bit more they see your interests and value they could then invest in you yeah. and I mean I ended up working at Drayton Manor Zoo um, which yeah. was, you know, in my holiday time, you know, and feeding the rats in the rat labyrinth and, you know, and I was, I was fascinated with it at the time. I mean, but, you know, I had, I'd, I'd sort of done my bit and it always felt like the next bit was down to the sort of school, but they had quite a big say in it. And I think even yeah. parentally back in the, I'm going to say eighties, even, even parentally when I was at school thinking about options, the parents did abdicate quite a lot to the school. We always used to kind of go, yeah, we had school dentists. And you know, I've got a friend who's literally got half a row of teeth because the school dentist just went, oh, I think that one's bad and would yank it out. And your parents just went, well, if the school dentist says it's bad, it must be bad. Yeah. Rather than going, hold on, should you really be losing your entire top row of teeth? You know, because yeah. you know, yeah. should be going to someone else. for. And I think we abdicated a lot to schools. I think schools now probably go, okay, it had been Tony Blair's, you know, tenure was all about education, education, education. And therefore, the spike in university attendees was huge. But then we're saying, yes, they're coming out with 50, 60 grand's worth of debt, if if they're lucky. Yeah, absolutely. So I would definitely encourage my kids to kind of go down the apprentice route. But I guess it needs employers then to look at it slightly differently. Have you changed the dial? How have you made them more attractive? Because it's the same job, I guess. You're just trying to repackage it. Um, fortunately, the dolls changed slightly because of the big issue at the moment with recruiting people generally. And so a lot of employers have actually looked at maybe the apprenticeship route as a way of bringing new talent into the business. So fortunately, the shift has sort of changed a little bit yeah, okay. any, anyway, naturally. But we are forever promoting apprenticeships, talking to employers. Ooh, we have okay. a national apprenticeship week during February, we yep. commence on the 6th of February, and we we just do as much as we can. Every local provider does as much as we can to try and encourage employers to um, look at the values of apprenticeships. Right, okay. I'd love to get, I'd love us to get involved somehow if, yeah. if there's if there's a way for us to shoehorn ourselves into this. Yeah, absolutely. As a, you know, I didn't go to university, you know, I've bored people with this story before. Um, but, you know, <laughs> everyone's nodding. <laughs> Jack's like, yes, I've heard this before. Um, you know, it's it, for me, it was, you know, how can I get to the qualification level the quickest? You know, I yeah. mean, I could have done a degree and gone and done a year. I got onto the year course before, you know, needing the degree. There you go. We got round it. But, you know, I, I love the fact that, yes, there's a there's a different route for everybody. As long as those opportunities then are there at the end of it. Yeah. Because you don't want your kid to come out at 18 with having sort of a bit of half attempt at A-levels gone. Do you know what? It's not really me. I'm going to go down the apprentice route. And then it's almost they're sort of dialing back on their expectation. Yeah. I kind of want people to see apprentices as as a kind of like a, a, a positive. A, yeah, yeah, a not, thing not to aim a, for. Yeah, not as something to just fall back on yeah. because something else hasn't worked. And they really shouldn't be looked at like that at all. Yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's really important we... We encourage these young people to look at them as, as, as such a, a positive yeah. um, way, really. But maybe they hold the cards now. Maybe because employees are looking for staff. The attrition rate is ridiculous at the moment. Trying to get people and hang on to them is really tough. 
the, the assumption is that the, those at the bottom end coming in are going to be even more flaky than anybody. I mean, so is that changing? I mean, is it, is, is it sometimes it's our perception of the younger generation? I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's difficult to get people in as it is. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, we have found more recently that there are apprenticeship opportunities out there and we are having a slight lack of yeah. um, applications. And yeah. so that has been a bit of an issue. Okay. Um, and, it, and it's such a, it's such a shame it when it's there's such really great difficult. opportunities. Yeah, yeah. What gaps have we got? So what gaps in Shropshire particularly are there? Are yeah. there you know, what, what are we looking so for? So 90% of businesses within Shropshire are, are small to medium businesses and apprenticeship standards are set at national level. So wherever you do that apprenticeship, regardless if you want to go off to the big city lights or work in Shropshire. Wellington. Uh, exactly, Wellington. <laughs> um, you are going to get the same quality and quite the same standard of apprenticeship there are 650 different apprenticeship standards out there. That's how many apprenticeship standards oh are available in every sector you can possibly think of. And a couple of weeks ago, there was an apprenticeship launch for a doctor. So this is at all levels. Right, okay. Um, a doctor? So yeah. How does that, I mean, how does that work? I mean, it's... Well, but, but why couldn't it work? Because actually, you're studying while you're working. You As a junior doctor, you're working in hospitals. So... Yep. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? We've just got to change that narrative there that says it's an administrative job or a trade yeah. where you're doing... And is it still MVQ? Is it all level... Is um, it, is it, it a no, different body it's an apprenticeship now? No. standard now. So Fine. there's apprenticeship standards. So these are all set by trailblazers from businesses, employers within that sector. So within the sector that your um, that apprenticeship standard is, mm. there was a, a trailblazer group from industry experienced people who set the apprenticeship standard mm -hmm. and then they are delivered by a provider over a period of time okay. via um, day release, could be work-based training, but you're building up a portfolio. And at the end of the apprenticeship, you, are, you have an endpoint assessment, which is then... Um, done by the awarding body or by an external person okay. to show that you meet the criteria. Yeah. And that can all be managed even if people are working from home because I oh, must I imagine the hybrid office environment must have created a bit of a tricky bump for apprentices and the management of them. Yes, it did. I mean, there has to be a, a base, but certainly if part of their role is hybrid, that's absolutely fine. And there are apprentices who, who have a mixture of that. But... Um, an assessor needs to have access to the employer. Um, that apprentice needs a mentor. So there has to be a mentor within the business. So, you know, they need to have um, some access to to um, support within the, within the business. But, mm. yeah. Is the mentor a new thing? Um, or has that always been around? I mean, it's always been encouraged, but the frameworks were very much about you evidencing meeting certain criteria. So there wasn't a big, yeah, big take on the fact that you need a mentor. But now with the standards, absolutely part of that is you have to show that you have a mentor who is supporting you within the business. Yeah. That, so the apprenticeship standards have been out for probably about five or six years now and they work much better. Business-wise, yeah. who's really good at it in Shropshire? Who's good at taking apprentices and developing them? Are there I mean, kind of like people who are, you'd go, these are our kind of gold standard guys? Do you know what? It could be absolutely anybody. It's really? who... It's a good it's answer. The employer. It's a good answer. But, but, yeah, but the thing is, it's the employer who invests in that young person. 
So that's the right person. And that could be Joe Bloggs running a small business who really develops that young person, gives them the opportunities. They, they shadow, they learn all different areas within the business. They grow, they find their niche, they develop them. They offer them additional training. You know, you could have, you know, that scenario, or you could have a, a large employer like your local councils. They offer apprenticeships. Um, um, ACO are a company, an employer over at yeah. Street. They much invested in, in apprentices and working locally to raise their profile to young people. Um, Great. Yeah, so it's really the person who invests in, in that young apprentice is, is the right employer. It can be anybody. Yeah, it can yeah, be absolutely okay. anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the onus then, I guess, is a little bit obviously on the employer itself, but then they, you guys are holding their hands. Yeah, oh, completely, yeah. Right. There's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of stuff to set up initially okay. now that the government's set for um, registering and getting on to an apprenticeship service. And um, But providers are there to support that process. And it can put a lot of providers off, but it shouldn't. We're here to support that whole process of the recruitment, supporting with recruitment, the initial vetting of applicants. Um, it's for the employer to do their interview process, their trials, what and find the right person for their business. But that training provider is there to support them right through that process. Yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose just um, going back to the point about how a business can attract a young person, I think it's um, the more the employer um, also promotes themselves locally to young people is really important, okay. and especially within schools. So I would encourage any employers who want to look at the apprenticeship route to engage with their schools, offer work experience, um, offer little opportunities where they can come out to the business. If that's not an option, come into the schools and talk about your business. Those are the employers who are going to, you know, if a young person spots an employer and thinks, oh, that's really what I'd like to do, you've tapped into a, some, some young people's interest then. And we do a lot of work with JCB and you see their apprentice program is huge. Yeah. And, you know, they're, you know, even on their social media when they're sort of got a little video of these hordes of, you know, young kids coming through the doors because they look at that as a significant employer yeah. in the area. Yeah. Great brand, great reputation. You know, of course, JCB have done a lot of work then to make sure that that's, that they're the, they obviously want to attract all the best talent, of course. Um but you probably don't think the onus would be on you as a sort of small business to do that. And as you said, 90, and Richard Sheehan said the same, Chamber of Commerce, 90%, 91% of the businesses in Shropshire employees, one to 10. Yeah. So there's, you know, that's less it. than 10 employees. Yeah. So um, that's quite a big onus yeah. for you to kind of get out and about and, and do that. But it yeah. reaps the rewards then, obviously. Yeah. That's the thing. How do you encourage a young person to not apply for JCB, yeah. but to apply for an employer who has 10 employees yeah. based in rural yeah. Shropshire somewhere, yeah. you know, and, and that's that's the thing. So we can do everything as a provider and promote things, but but the employer perhaps needs to also show what they want to offer. Um, there's a, a central website called Find an Apprenticeship where all apprenticeship vacancies are advertised. And they all look very similar. You okay. know, if um, there's an apprenticeship standard called business administration and there's a lot of business administration opportunities in Shropshire, which actually are quite difficult to fill because 
doesn't sound very exciting, does it? No. Business administration. Mm. <laughs> so personally, at SBC training and, and, and sort of part of what I do with the employers is encouraging to make the most exciting vacancy possible. Yes, like, of course. How, could, how can we make yours look more exciting? So, you know, do a great... Um, what are the benefits you want to offer that young person? If they join you, what what are they gonna what what are they gonna get? What what are you gonna get? But what are they going to benefit from? Do you do, um, you know, evening out or do um, you know little events out or things like that? Do you offer a day off for your birthday? Do you you know what? How are you investing in that young person? They have to work what twice little as hard things? On your birthday, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, you know, it's just those little tweaks and benefits yeah. that's going to make. What, what can you offer that apprentice? But it's to funny because them? traditionally you'd have then thought the way the market's going recently is that that's your big, that's your Google sort of Apple style perk. You know, your duvet day, bring the dog to work, you know, all those sorts of things that the top, the biggest employers have the ability to do that. You would never have assumed if you were going to be going down to the apprentice, which again is entry level, what it is at some in a lot of respects. But then you kind of go, you've never thought you've had to do that. But I guess that's the shift. The shift is that em- employers now need to do this sort of groundwork to get people at the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not but it's good. It's about, time, but it's but it's about, about time they did why that, not? maybe. Why not yeah. promote? That's totally. what you do. Yeah. Why not say we've got a pool room that you can go and have a game of yeah, a fantastic. Pool. Not yeah. obviously in the middle of a work. You you know, swimming, you know, just just pool room. I thought you had a swimming pool. I was like, oh. wow, that's a big commitment. <laughs> We've got room here. <laughs> we definitely have got room for a pool room. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, You're right, you okay. know, what 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 are yeah. the perks? What that's what employees need to think about. What what can I offer as well? Yeah. Um and it's not about trying to bribe a young person. You know, you don't want oh, the employer sorry. to think, <laughs> oh, is this what I've got to do to get somebody? No, it isn't. But then but, they can't turn around and go, we can't get anybody either. Yeah, you can't, you know, just you can't say, have both. I want a business admin. We're a great company. Please come and join us. Okay. You know, against something else, which is sounds a little bit more exciting. Well, that's going to... Well, when I, said, when I introduced Jack to you and I sort of said, he's our podcast magician. Jack is now staring wide-eyed at me. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's like he is a magician. I mean, he manages to get all this stuff sorted and we kind of yeah. just like glibly talk into the mic. You know, this is the, we're doing the end bit. You know, all the prep behind is, is the most important stuff. But I guess if you were going to do a business admin role, you had to kind of create it in maybe those sorts of words. I mean, you know, maybe yeah. using stuff like that to kind of go, look, this is a really interesting for us, you know, yeah. creative industry, lots of opportunities to learn, develop, yep. lots of interesting clients, lots of stuff to do, variety of jobs that I sling at everybody is completely different from one day to the next. But unless you sell that in the ad exactly. or the post, you're not going yeah. to get anywhere. But just to bear in mind, 650 apprenticeship standards out there, there's probably an apprenticeship standard out there that suits your sector anyway. Right, okay. yeah. However, you might feel as a, you know, an, as an employer who's a smaller business, there's a bit of a, a gap that you could bring somebody in and you feel that you might be able to offer something more long-term, but maybe need to develop them from the start. So you might find an apprenticeship standard, which is a bit more generic to start with, but how do you get that across to the young person there? You know, we've got some administration tasks. We want you to start and support with, with putting the equipment together and things like that. Yeah. But, and how do you encourage, show that person that there is development there? Yes. But it's system just a bit of a starting point. I mean, process. apprenticeships, you can go, join at any level. So it you could have somebody who's done a degree who now does a pre- quite often I can place apprentices who've done a degrees. Oh, as really? long as it's not within the sector and they are already skilled within that sector. If it's a different 
you've gone and done English and history yes, or something like that, yeah. they they may choose to do an apprenticeship route as a step into getting into the sector that interests them. Great. So, um, yeah, it's good to yeah. use. Yeah, obviously you mentioned, you know, referred to uh, young people a lot. Well, yeah. apprenticeships are obviously not just for yeah. young people, are they? No. I mean, you know. Good point. Are you well, finding, very good point. Are you finding more and more yeah. older people yeah. are interested in them? Um, absolutely. So I shouldn't be saying young people. You're absolutely <laughs> right. It's apprenticeships are for everybody. Okay. Um, and the government advertised them to 101. From 16 to 101. But I have so it in my head that it's young people. Yeah. 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 So... Apprenticeships are for absolutely anybody, and you may have got somebody who has left school, worked in hospitality, worked in retail. Maybe when they finish, they've been offered a team leader type role, and they're thinking, "Oh, this is great! I can, you know, and earning a bit more money." And then suddenly, they've realised maybe, you know, it, that might be the right career path for them. But they might think, "Well, actually, no, I, I find I'd be interested in something else. This is what I really am interested in. And people are choosing to look at the apprenticeship route as a way of getting into a sector that they're interested in at a much later point. So you do have people who are 21, 22, sort of done a couple of years within a certain sector and then. But you at SBC training, we've actually just employed um, a lady who's 30 into a oh, she probably me off for that but anyway <laughs> oops around Different that person. age there are some people around 30 you haven't named her it's okay <laughs> we're gonna um, name her now though <laughs> yeah. um, and she's doing a digital marketing apprenticeship right um and she's been a chef for most of her career right, okay. um had started to do a little bit of training herself um within sort of the it type sector and then looked at the apprenticeship routers oh. as a way of getting into it. and she has just fit. We need all these people, Amanda. We need all of these people. And she's amazing, and and that's it, because that's where her passion is. So, but also she's an age, and again, bless her. You know, yeah. I'm I'm almost twice as old, so you know, it's fair enough. But you know, you kind of get to a position where you go, actually, this is what I want because yeah. I've now decided. A lot of people go into university because it's the route, yeah, and they go and follow a lot of things their friends do, and they want that three or four years where they can sort of enjoy themselves, yeah. explore learning, live away from home. I get all that. That's fantastic. But it comes at a price. Yeah. Not only does it come at a, at, a, at, a, at a price of the pound sign, you're kind of almost spending those three or four years kind of working out what you want to do. And then you still have to go and do it. You still yeah. have to go and get yourself on a ladder, yeah. you know. So for me, it was never a it was never a big enough step up for me to want to do it. I just wanted to work, you know, and I wanted the money and I wanted to have my own car and I wanted to yeah. be a, choose a, a number of those things. But again, in your head, and that's why James, that was a great question because in your head, they're 16, they have no real idea what they want to do and they're going to just take something just to kind of get a couple of ticks on a piece of paper at the end of it. And that's just the opposite. Complete opposite. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and in fact, there are less 16-year-olds and there are sort of older applicants, really. So you, really? you are finding that... Um, uh, you know, Couldn't even get one if you wanted. <laughs> you can get one. It's funny, isn't yeah. it? It's uh, absolutely amazing. Um, you mentioned um, a bit earlier about schools and colleges and what, you know, are they doing enough? I mean, from my personal experience, you know, when I was in school and college, I don't remember ever being given any guidance or any real mention really? of apprenticeships. To me, as you said, Nathan, the route was always college and university. Yeah. You know, yeah. so how can, you know, how. How can you, in your role, how can you, what can you do 
Yeah. Podcasts well, for- is one good podcasts, way of doing right. it. But everybody. fortunately, there is a new sort of law coming in um, where schools um, from January 2023 have to be promoting apprenticeship opportunities to everybody within the school. Oh, great. Um, there has been a little bit about, well, these are the ones who are probably going to look at apprenticeships and are not been offered to everybody. But advice now is going to be, from January, offered to everybody. Um, the local Marches Career Hub, um, there is a, a big project at the moment about the promoting of these within, you know, w- apprenticeships within schools, but also how important it is to educate parents, teachers, careers advisors. So I know there's a lot of webinars and things going on at the moment to um, encourage this information to schools to allow that to happen. But as providers, we do get, um, schools are opening the doors more and more. Um, and that's the thing. We just got to get our feet It in just the seems door. bloody yeah. obvious yeah. in some respects yeah, that schools would go, okay, so we might have 20% of our contingent who are primed for university, want to explore learning, yeah. enjoy academia, and probably like to come out with something that's, you know, good enough to give them, a, give them that sort of additional head start. I would suggest that there is a greater volume of children who probably don't want another three years in education mm. who, you know, I yeah. mean... But, but, the, but you mentioned about the 20%, but they must be told about apprenticeships because Agreed. actually, yes, they've got the university option, but if they don't know about the other option and how much benefit that is compared to... It, that's right, that's got to be the starting point, at least telling people about They've them. got to be aware of, um, of, of, of the opportunities that are out there. It's funny, really, because my, uh, my uh, sister was a nurse, went straight into nursing. My older brother went to university. I and I did a year sort of vocational newspaper course and my little brother weirdly went off at 15 and three quarters to work on a fish farm so we kind of <laughs> all had a ridiculously different route yeah. and my parents both went back to university in their 40s mm-hmm. so kind of learning was still quite key but it wasn't as if it was pushed for us so we kind of all found we were the right horse for the right course yeah. to some degree mm. but I think I don't. Th- I think a lot of parents will be like us, James, where they will not be really aware of the strength of the apprentice program. Yeah. So you will push your kids mm-hmm. that GCSE is really important because it's the next stage. You get good GCSEs, you get to pick your A levels, you get your good A levels. When you get your pick of your university courses, and you get an unconditional off, and it is that no one ever goes. And that's parentally, this is our mm-hmm. problem in in many respects. You're going to have to reach us too to say, hey, kids. I'd rather not fund your four years uh, in, at university where you're earning nothing and you're going to start on minus 50K. But but I guess it's that bit as well. So maybe this is a parental campaign too. Yes. Maybe schools need to bring parents in and show them that, you know, the, the, you know we need to change that narrative. Yeah. Change the, and that's the, the sort of work that's happening. So, yeah. Yeah. Because that information Good has got you. to get out to, we, you know, we've got to get that information out to parents. But I'm, my children are prime examples. So I have um, two children. One was very much about university, absorbed learning, wanted the whole experience of university, loved politics, bizarrely. Yeah. And so, but for him, the continued of what it offered at university was right for him. He could have gone down an apprenticeship route and been, a, and done, you know, 
an apprenticeship with the Home Office if that's what yeah, he wanted course, to do because they offered them. Or, yeah, yeah, well, yeah mm. there was op options he could have done and to go down exactly the same uh, to achieve what he wanted to achieve. Okay. But he wanted the university route because that was right for him. Absolutely fine. Um, my daughter, absolutely not. She, as you know, as bright did a well. She actually did one year at her A levels, okay. and then just. Chefs was not enjoying the experience of it, you know. I would never encourage anybody to not continue, but, but you know, there might be a point where if it's not right for whatever reason and you're unhappy and, it, and you can't see the benefits for her, she got to a point where she did one year and said, this isn't for me, and she's gone down the apprenticeship route. And that's her. Uh, and, you were like, I've chosen. got a great idea oh, it's for great. you. It did. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, here practice we your sales pitch on your. <laughs> here we yeah, go. Exactly. Here we go. But you know, and she's doing her thing now, and it's um, and it's brilliant. So yeah, absolutely. You mentioned earlier that you were an apprentice. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about your experience uh, and what you know has made you you know become what you have today and the you know, role you've decided to take. Well. I, I knew, in fact, I don't even think at the time, because um, this was some years ago, <laughs> that there was even a sixth form at my school. <laughs> I can remember yeah. going and finishing. And it's quite funny on um, Facebook now, I see some pictures of, oh, look at, uh, you know, my school friends saying, oh, I was at sixth form. And I'm thinking, oh, I didn't even know sixth We, we were just, we, uh, I was <laughs> quite they keen guided to, you out. Yeah, exactly. I think it was like, we've had enough of her. No, yeah. no, we don't have a sixth form, Amanda. We really don't. <laughs> and you're like, I'm sure we do. Yeah. <laughs> but really, that was, I, I knew I was going to leave at 16 and get a, and, and find something. Right, and, okay. And at the time, it was YTSs. So, um um, that I knew that I wanted to, I wanted to work. I didn't want to stay in education. Mm. I wanted to work. I got myself a moped and I wanted to, I lived in rural Muchwenlock and I didn't want to just hang around the corn exchange in Muchwenlock. I wanted to get out and about <laughs> and I needed money to do that. And so, um, yeah, I, I did a YTS and, um, fairly memorable, but I remember I did go to college one day a week and, uh, yeah. And it was a sort of, uh, with, TSB and um, yeah, it was a. But what was your admin. parents' reaction to that then? In terms oh, of at home, were they a delighted you were getting a job and working? Was it? Have you got brothers and sisters? Did they have a different route? You know, because sometimes it's you know parents go, oh well, I mean she didn't go on and do A levels, yes, yeah. and then no one ever used to speak about YTS. It yeah, was a bit like, I mean oh. we're we're quite a bright family, so it's not that we but they all but we were all going to work at sixteen. My dad was a. A builder, my mum, you know, did her little, little jobs as she'd brought up the family. And um, yeah, and, and I guess the expectation was at the time that we all, and we all just did our job. My, my sister did a, a YTS and my other sister went off to Butlins, I think, and Great. did uh, <laughs> and was uh, entertaining at Butlins. So yeah, yeah we, we all worked. All earned money. It was, yeah, we yeah, all, it was like that was it. Ready to earn. Because at 16, we all got a moped and at 17, we all got a car. And, and that was it. And we were... And we were earning and we were doing our thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really good because sometimes it's that industry that's kind of missing now that kind of get up and go. Yes. You know, because, you know, regardless, I think, I mean, YTS, you'd probably, I can't remember, you said 39 quid a week. What was? Yeah, it was 30, I think. And I had to pay poll tax, £10, yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> joking. No, we all had to, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it, it, it was that kind of, you know, regardless of how much it was, it was, right, I'm out. I'm working, I'm doing something. So the pr the productivity level of that was great. And, you know, weirdly, you know, now we're, we're missing that. We're missing that productivity. We're missing, you know, we've got this gap and, and maybe, maybe social media is responsible, maybe post-pandemic, 
the kind of younger generation, again, the apprentice is not all for the younger generation, but a lot of the younger generation have this ideal of what life is like or the yeah. life that they want. Yeah. How does apprentice, how do the apprenticeships cope and marry with that expectation? Because essentially life is about work, everybody. Yeah. I know it's a bit boring, but you know, you want to do a good job, but also you, to, to enable you to do the things that you want to do, yeah. you have some money to get some money, you can have to work. I mean, yeah, you know, that, it feels absolutely. like that, that link's been broken a little bit. Yeah. And I think a, the, a lot of them are concerned that if I'm an apprentice, I'm going to earn really bad money. Yeah. But it's but not that's not always the case. In fact, probably 75% of the time it's not the case. There is a minimum wage, which is doesn't look particularly attractive, but what they need to realize is you could be doing potentially the same sort of qualification in college or university and earning absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. You're actually gaining a qualification, you're gaining the work experience for your CV, and you're earning a wage. Now a lot of employers may set the minimum as a starting point, but I always encourage employers to review that throughout the apprenticeship. Okay. So, um, you know, review that regularly as they add value to the business, maybe look at increasing it. It motivates that young person. Some employers start at a much higher salary right at the beginning. Okay. So, you know, it's, it, it's getting that message to young people that, just because it might be low to start with, you could be on a lot of money. You, yeah. you, you go in at, at a level two finance. So you're somebody who's interested in accounting. You could go in at a level two finance role at maybe just around £5 an hour, which is a minimum for an apprenticeship. You could also be doing that at college and not get anything. At, so just yeah, to okay. bear that in mind. But then you'll do your... 12 months, you'll then most likely go on to your level three AAT, then right through to your chartered accountant type. So wow. within four years, you could be on 40,000 pounds. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. But just look, You haven't got that 50 grand of debt. You know, that, no yeah. debt. Yeah. But it's just getting that message yeah. to that person at the beginning. Um, and although... Yeah, we talk about older people, sort of, you know, it's not just about the younger generation. The first year of an apprenticeship can still be, even at an older age, the minimum for an apprentice. Okay. But it, but it's but it's a short-term investment for a long-term gain. Yeah. That's what, and it's just, and it is, keep shouting out that message and yeah. encouraging people to just realise that. And I guess you're picking up um, practical skills earlier than if you went to like university yeah. you know you're in the workplace yeah you know you university. Did you go to university? i went to university where did you go keel oh lovely university that and what in terms of your experience then in terms of your three or four years there loved it made friends for life did you absolutely yeah. loved it right made friends for life and met my wife there oh, so, oh it's all worth it you know yeah, okay and you know it's not going to be the same experience for everybody my sister for example she went to huddersfield um, for the first three months of going there in the first year, she was on the phone every night, floods of tears, wanting to come home. My parents said, just stick it out, stick it out. You're not she coming did. back. We've rented and your room. And then we barely saw her again for three years. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Funny, isn't it? I mean, I just... But I only probably followed that route partly because my sister went there. Right. Uh, and she ended up enjoying it. And I thought, well, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that stage. What was your degree in? Uh, history and media communications and culture, okay. right. honours. So you kind of knew that 
yeah. was the route you wanted to go yeah. down. But I, I loved history and sort of the media was sort of, yeah, the route I was looking to go. So for people, I mean, like James, but, but James could also have gone into a, an apprenticeship, oh, yeah. I guess, at AT. Absolutely. And gone, yeah. right, I yeah, kind of want to do media communications. I want to, exactly, or, yeah. Yeah, completely. But you're yeah. right, you, it's, it's, it's finding your way. I'm not saying it was wasted, but you would have come out with some debt. You would have come mm. out, you know, mm. I mean... My brother got a grant. I mean, that's how long. I, this is how old I am. Apologies, my earlier old man rant. Um, he was like, <laughs> they're not paid enough, and you know, it is a little bit ridiculous, isn't it? But but I remember, you know, at university when you used to get grants. Actually, that kind of made sense then. And the top five percent at A level would go to university. That was that was the kind of you know the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. The brightest would go. So, but now it's something like sixty percent. I mean, it's just huge numbers going. Yeah, they yeah. can't all then get that great exactly. job. Exactly. The, the graduate schemes at the back of them are, yeah. are, are very difficult and really competitive. And so, what's the alternative? Well, maybe look at the apprenticeship route to start with. Yeah. You know, just look at all of the options. It's not about it's what's right for the young person or the person. It's that's the most important thing is making sure they are aware of all of the options before making that decision. Need a new word then maybe, don't we, for apprentices? Uh, it I needs completely to be agree. a new word. And business because, administration as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, you that needs to be changed. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. You mentioned your parents yeah. doing a degree at a later point in life. You can do an apprenticeship degree in the business. So you could have somebody who's looking to become a team leader who could do a That's team me. leader. You could have... Um, you've got level five, which is um, degree equivalent management apprenticeship standards, which you can do within right, the okay. workplace. Yeah. And you might have got, we've got managing directors who are doing level five right, okay. um, uh, management qualifications within yeah, okay. within the, the wow, business. So um, you can do an apprenticeship with as an employee within your business. It's not just about bringing a new person okay. in. This is about, and so that's why I think the word apprenticeship, they should yeah. reconsider it. We, but that's, that's, that's way one of, of our jobs, okay? One of yeah. our jobs, we're going to come up with a different word. Great. And we're going to go, <laughs> right, Amanda, this is, this is, you've got to make it sound like really sexy. Mm. Like it encompasses loads of different things. Yeah. Like there's no barrier to entry. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it is, you know, there's something, right, that's task number one. Yeah. Um, look, the Ladder for Shropshire had been going for a bit, before you got involved, it stopped. You relaunched it, I guess, yes, with the Shropshire Star. That's it. Did a lovely campaign. And is that, uh, how do you derive the success of that? Do you kind of go, the data says we got X number of people into new jobs. It was whatever, whatever. How, how have you, you know, quantified the success of that? And is that, is it carrying on? Um, so the success has been the fact that um, employers I've spoken to 300 employers over the two years. So that is how it's been measured, really. The measure was how many employers have engaged with, with the project, yeah. with myself. Um, and there's been, it's been such a great success because the types of questions, you know, you've got employers locally who live locally, big employers who have been saying, I want to help create opportunities for young people let me talk to my supply chain. So you have people, big employers, who've obviously got lots of other employers within the supply chain locally in Shropshire mm. that they were shouting out and sharing information about apprenticeships with those with that supply chain. Mm. So it was just about spreading the word. So I feel like it's been a big success because we've just shouted out about apprenticeships for two years and it's yeah. and it's... Yeah, helped 
keep the momentum going and keep creating on the back of that pandemic. Yeah. I know as part of that campaign, um, in conjunction with Shops Star myself, uh, when I was there, um, we, um, we obviously ran a survey, didn't we? We did. Um, what were the key findings of that and, you know, and what did you learn? Yeah, we, we were lucky enough to run a survey. We encourage all the schools to, um, to complete the survey. And what we did find is 50% of people do not know where to find apprenticeship vacancies. And it's... Wow. Yeah. That must be really frustrating yeah. when, as you said, you know, you ran this campaign in, with the local media. You know, we were doing, you know, weekly stories, getting things online, on social media in the newspaper, uh, you've been going into schools, you've been going into colleges, you've been running apprenticeship events. must be really frustrating when you then you know, read that people don't know where to find out about apprenticeships. It is, inco- it, it, yes, it's yeah. devastating. The, the, the funding for the ladder was more about employer focus. Yeah. So it was more about... And Hence so, the 300 people you, the employees yeah. you spoke to. And it so was, it wasn't yeah. necessarily about the young people and the whole thing shifted and what we found is we had masses of employers stepping forward, creating opportunities, but not enough people applying for the apprenticeships. And that's where, over the two years, the shift has moved. Okay. And I guess, in a way, why the funding hasn't continued from the local authorities, because actually we've done the job and it went yeah. really well. And yeah, yeah. from an employer point of view, hopefully we've really had an impact locally with employers and 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 now it's about the the the, the people getting to um, getting the information to the people about the benefits of apprenticeships. Yes, you've done the groundwork. And so that two years of groundwork in terms of you've got employers, you've, you've them. regenerated yeah. that market for employees to suddenly go, well, hey, why don't we have an apprentice? Or let's have a look at this. You've you've given them the kind of the ability to talk about it internally, as you said, with supply chain. They now probably need a little bit of direction about how to advertise various posts. But there should just be a funnel. There should just be a, you know, enter enter this in. And it's whether it's the council generated or whether it's everybody at organisations or whether, whether there's a central portal for people to go, I am looking for these sorts of things. Where are they? Yeah. You know, because people yeah. are on Indeed or, you know, read and all the job sites and, you know, people are looking at LinkedIn if they're, you know, probably not some of the younger lots. But, you know, if you're talking about some of the more mature apprenticeship seekers, they'll be doing a bit of LinkedIn probably. Yeah. But I don't know, it just needs that coordinated, constant effort, not a great to have two years and set, set the groundwork, but it'd be awful if then after that two years. Yeah. We were hoping for some more funding really to yeah. be able to take it to the next stage because yeah. that would have been perfect. Having that um, impartial, neutral person who could continue that, but... The funding stopped for now. You know, we're looking at avenues for funding, so I can continue. There are definitely things happening out there that should make an impact within the schools with the uh, with the Marches Careers Hub. So hopefully that will have an impact. Yeah, As a provider okay. at SBC Training, we're engaging with schools. We're doing right. lots of things um, locally. The Marches Skills Provider Network is a network of all of the local training providers um, they are organising currently the the big all about apprenticeship event. So that's but but next the, the, my year. my one issue, I guess, with marches is that people don't often put in marches as a search term because no. it's a, 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 an interesting geographical centre. Yeah. So you know, in terms of if you're in Telford, you wouldn't probably think, but and it doesn't cover it. No, anyway. no, no. But do you know what I mean? As in, if in Shrewsbury, you're probably thinking it's still a little bit out of area. I just my thing is that you know we've had so many employers in here 
talking about, you know, on the podcast, talking about their journeys, talking about successes, achievements, some failures. We want people to talk about that because it lets everybody know that you've got to work through those. But there's everybody at some stage comes down to it's really difficult to hire people really difficult to get the right talent in. So it's really annoying that you've got, you've, you've spent this time creating this perfect environment now. And the next step is hammering schools and the kids and yeah. parents to kind of go, right, it's next. So, you know, I'm glad you're here because yeah. it's a great, it's yeah. a great flag yeah. wave. I mean, there are lots of successes, of you know, we are, we, we're creating some great opportunities and placing some fantastic people into apprenticeships at the moment. So, yeah, kind of you know, um, it, it's, it's that continuation it's now, isn't it? And it's, it's just now building going, and building yeah. and building. And I, and I think it is the start of right. it getting better. Um, yeah. And well, someone's got to shout about it, you know, yeah. because, I don't know. It's it's something that we're quite, you know, we've gone through this process ourselves. We linked up with a national body for sort of PR. We spent money and a lot of time and effort on trying to find an apprentice, someone who wanted to do this and, you know, a, a career for the next, however one they wanted to see it for. But, you know, it was tortuous. It was, um, we ended up having, you know, shortlisted six, gave the job to the top person who two days before said oh, actually i've decided to stay great you know this is like thanks for all the effort second person well by the time we got back to the second person after the first person took a while to you know was coming and then turned it down she then got somewhere else you know it's it's it wasn't easy the way you've set this out and created it is that it's a much more streamlined yes. smooth process employers know what they're doing they know what they what they're getting. They know how to kind of encourage the best talent. You just kind of now want this kind of constant drum yeah. banging to yeah. continue. You know, it's yeah. really important that schools and colleges. We're going to grab a couple of more college people on and school people. I want to I want to nail them on this. Yeah, because each re, you know Tim Firth was a brilliant Amazing. advocate for it for someone who I we probably didn't think was going to be saying apprentices are great. You know, it's great. He's like, look, we've got some incredibly yeah. bright kids here. We've also got some incredibly bright kids here who don't want to go to university. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. But there's lots of things out there at the moment for, um, so if we look at school leavers at the moment and, and there are um, events happening with lots of different training providers. So at SBC training, we've got little, have, we have a, have a go days coming up next year in okay. February. So Great. just looking on the website at what, yep. um, come along for a couple of hours, have a little go at brick lane or carpentry, if that's what, or um, engineering, if engineering's your sector, says lots of um, opportunities come out and, and have a go. Business, business is an, uh, something we struggle with because I don't think a lot of people understand what opportunities fall within that business. So there's some um, workshops, lots of workshops for next year where we're encouraging people and actually anybody to come into the workshops and understand a little bit about what, what that can become. What is a business apprenticeship? What can I gain from that? Where can it take me? So we've got some workshops coming up, but you'll find that with other providers as well. So parents, teachers, anybody now who wants to talk about apprenticeships, just get in touch with a right. training provider and talk with ourselves at SBC Training and one of the other local providers um, for support. And that's as Thanks, well Amanda. for yeah. businesses as well. Well, we'll definitely be doing that. I think this is, you know, a really good eye-opener, you know, something that we we really want to kind of raise the profile of. Not only the work right. you're doing, because, yeah. you know, it, it's great to talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> the end product is that, you know, there are some brilliantly talented people around and we want them to find the job that they're best suited for. Yeah. And if you can, they can come out of, of, of education without a monster debt, then, yeah. then all the better. Amanda, look, thanks 
for coming in. Thank um, you. It's great, you, great, Andrew. great Thank to you. have you. Um, and I think we'll sign those people to SBC training. SBC website. training, yeah. yeah, great. Earlier this week, we took the podcast on the road for the first time. We were at the home of Shrewsbury Town Football Club for the All About Apprenticeships event during National Apprenticeship Week. Here, we spoke to businesses and organisations about the importance of apprenticeships. Why did you go down the apprenticeship route? So, getting with technology as a uh, as a business path, it's really hard to get your foot in the door, and it's yeah. really intimidating getting your foot in the door. So, personally, to me, going to a business that can help support my growth from being a beginner to a, a practice professional it was a lot more appealing to me instead of just jumping in and probably getting too overwhelmed, which mm. hasn't been the case with Capgemini and their apprentice scheme. Yeah. And was like university, college ever options for you? Or? I've, I've been to college yeah. and I, I've done a little bit of university on my own. Yeah. And it's, it's not too different uh, doing university for a business and doing university on your own. Mm. Um, I've personally much preferred doing it for a business because again, it's just all the support nets and being able to get paid whilst you're doing it as well as, well as having the degree itself being paid for. Yeah. It's, it's a massive asset to have, personally. Yeah. yeah. Why choose an apprenticeship? <laughs> Don't do it, and that's what I say. Um, um, for, for us, we have so many young people that, that go through their, their level two and their level three in engineering and then can go on that pathway to their level four, which is all delivered in-house, and then uh, we affiliate with, um, with a couple of the u- local universities that then can provide their level five into foundation into a degree. And obviously, when you are doing a degree by way of an apprenticeship, there is absolutely no student debt at all. Yeah. So it's a big thing. Thing for young people now with a cost of living crisis that that you know young people don't want to be surrounded by that debt and of course an apprenticeship is a job mm. it's training but it's also a wage at the end of the day as well why did you go down this route then um college i so i did my a levels in college mm. and um university wasn't really for me mm. um i just i didn't enjoy college much mm. um i like to learn on the job yeah yeah so it was completely perfect for me yeah um classroom uh, environment wasn't for me no uh, there's too many distractions yeah and i really like to get stuck in yeah um so being able to learn all the stuff while actually doing it rather than just yeah. being shown it and stuff like that it was just perfect you mentioned it before myths surrounding apprenticeships what are the myths uh well there are lots of myths i suppose <laughs> related to what you have to pay, what yeah. you don't have to pay, yeah. what you get paid. Yeah. So one of the big myths in this region is often related to the fact that they think that all apprentices are going to get paid the apprentice wage. Mm-hmm. And that's really not true. Yeah. You know, obviously at the moment where we've got uh, much higher salaries than we had previously, mm-hmm. um, competition for new talent is really good in this area. Yeah. And we are seeing young people at 18 starting roles at 21 and 22,000 a year. So we do try and help the parents understand that, that it's not um, a position where they'll be paid a a poor, uh, you know, a a salary Mm. that they won't be able to live on and Mm. they'll always be stuck at home. (laughs) Is that one of the first questions you get asked about from parents? Often from parents. What's the money? What's the pay like? Obviously you're here today at the apprenticeship event. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm guessing you're looking for apprentices. Tell us a bit more about how many sort of people you're looking for and your current apprenticeship scheme. Yeah, so last year we took on four apprentices, Mm -hmm. uh, four joinery apprentices, sorry, and we also took on two site manager apprentices. We generally take on three to four joinery apprentices every year, and we've realised over the last 10 years or so that the apprenticeship programme is really important to pay the ways. We did a kind of an exercise about 10 years ago that when we worked out the average age of our employees, and we realised 
think it was about 58, um, which at that point was it was quite concerning. Mm. We realised that they've got a lot of knowledge that we need to try and get out of them to bring the next kind of generation forward. So that's when our apprenticeship scheme kind of came into being. Yeah. Uh, we've took on um, quite a lot of apprentices since then. We've got 10, as I say, currently. Uh, the last ones from last year uh, for the joinery apprentices, there was an 18-year-old, but then our eldest was a 40-year-old lady oh, that wow. decided okay. that she wanted a career change and she's doing really well. Brilliant. And um, it's really brilliant to have that wide range of ages and capabilities and experiences yeah. to, to bring them in because they just bring so much yeah. more into the business. And I'm glad you mentioned her because one of sort of the myths, shall we say, that's been surrounding apprenticeships is that it's just for young people, mm -hmm. but it's not, is it? No, definitely yeah. not. No. Uh, the, the elder generation, rather than the 16 to 18 apprentices, yeah. they, they really are worthwhile to bring in. Mm. Uh, their, their kind of their attitude, they've been there, their life experiences, it really works. And we, as I say, we have the younger ones yeah. and um, they're just as important in a different way. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's got kind of their place. But yeah, the, the elder ones are, are definitely great to bring yeah. into the business. Especially, as I say, as I say, bringing in women as well. Yeah, of um, course, yeah. We don't have very many women on site mm. at all and um, they just definitely bring a different dynamic into site um, which is is only positive yeah when I was at sort of school and college you no know, apprenticeships weren't even sort of mentioned to me as a you know career opportunity um, it was always sort of you know college then university um, is more being done now in the schools and colleges to promote apprenticeships yeah, I think it's fair to say careers advice has been a bit iffy mm. in the past. Um, I'm older than you, but there was no great careers advice when I was at no, school no. either. It's not really moved on. But the Marches Careers Hub is here mm. today, and they, they're really you know making strides on that, and they're flying the flag for apprenticeships, sponsored the event today. Mm. Um, but also, of course, the news this week was that UCAS are going to be featuring the degree apprenticeships mm, now, yeah. which is a really yeah. massive, massive boost because it is an opportunity to get a degree and have no debt. Yeah. You know, working, earning, learning and going to university at the same time, it is a really great option and I'm really pleased that UCAS are backing it now. Fantastic. Yeah. And do you find it sort of difficult trying to sell apprenticeships to people um, or has it become easier? Um, I think the concept of an apprenticeship is quite easy to sell. Mm. People like, young people in particular, mm. although it's all ages as we know, mm. but young people want to earn. They mm. want, they've had enough of school. They mm. want to get out there yeah. and start working. So that's an easy sell. Yeah. What's not quite so easy is how do I go about it? Yeah. How do I, where do I start? Yeah. Parents say that to us all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's, these events are really helpful for, mm. you know, just put, uh, signposting people to the right ways to go about finding an apprenticeship. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Lovely. Well, that's all. So thank you very much. Thank you.